Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. Aubrey and I are thrilled to be joined as we continue to try to process what's going on in the Ukraine. How do we process? How do we know how to think about this, particularly as Christians? Uh, we couldn't have thought of anyone better to bring on than the co-founder and the chief vision officer of the Denison Forum, also the author of the book, The Coming Tsunami. He is Dr. Jim Denison. Jim, how are you doing today, bud? Hey, Brian, I am so glad to be back on with you in Arbor today. Thanks for the privilege. Yeah, it's absolutely our pleasure. We love having you on. And you've written a lot recently about uh, what's going on in the Ukraine and what how we should be thinking about this. So let me just ask you a very generic question. As American Christians, help us understand not only what is going on, but really kind of what we should be thinking about what's going on in the Ukraine right now. Yeah, you bet. So we're thinking right now in terms of a meta narrative, something George Friedman and others have made uh, very popular. The idea that every country has a north on the compass. It has kind of a cultural DNA. And when you understand that, you can better interpret the past and predict the future. Vladimir Putin's meta narrative is to rebuild Mother Russia. It has been for 20 years. He's made no bones about that. He has said that again and again. He has said the collapse of the USSR in 1991 was the greatest catastrophe of the 20th century. Now, bear in mind, 27 million Russians died in World War II, but still, he says, the collapse of the USSR is the greatest catastrophe of the 20th century. And so now it appears that he is finally taking steps he's been warning for a long time he was going to take to rebuild the western edge of Russia, to build a buffer against Europe and against the invasions that have happened over the centuries into Russia, to start reclaiming land that used to be part of the USSR, and ultimately to rebuild Mother Russia itself. We need to understand that's what he's after here, and he will not be easily deterred. Mm -hmm. So as Christians, we need to be praying specifically for God to turn his heart, praying for God to work in his life. Saul of Tarsus to Paul the Apostle, kind of a miraculous move of God. Need to be praying for the Ukrainians, obviously, for God to protect them and empower them. I'm praying for pastors and Christian leaders in Ukraine to be used by God as catalysts for awakening in the midst of all this. And I'm praying that God will use us to cause Americans Mm -hmm. to put the world on our heart and pray for the world as Jesus is praying for the world right now. And Jim, I I think you bring up a really interesting point. This is something Brian and I have been talking about on the show a lot, that we as Christians need to be actively engaged through what's happening in Ukraine through prayer. And I wonder for our listeners who might just be thinking, why does this matter to me? Like, why should I care about this? I, Mm -hmm. I, I know that seems like an obvious question, but it's really not for everyone. Could you just unpack that? Like, why does this matter for the heart of God? and should matter for the heart of Christians? Yeah, no, that's a great question, Aubrey, and it's an entirely appropriate question. I understand that. Some of us remember Vietnam. Is this going to be another one of those? Are we going to get dragged into a war on the other side of the world? Why does this really matter to us? So there's really two levels, I think, in which we can be thinking, first as Americans and then second as believers. As Americans, we need to understand at the very least this is a new Cold War. From what everybody that I'm reading is saying about this, we can expect cyber attacks. We can expect energy shortages. We can expect stock market disruptions at the very least as the result of this, as an ongoing new reality, it would appear for us in America. It could well be this will move into NATO countries. And now you're talking about a shooting war. Because America and NATO are obligated to defend NATO states like Estonia or Latvia or Lithuania, others that could be invaded by Putin as he moves forward in this. Nuclear capacities 
are even on the table. Putin put them on the table this past Sunday. I'm not predicting that, of course, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we need to understand this is an existential threat to us. The world is smaller than it's ever been. We're more liable to cyber attack than ever been as the United States. So as Americans, we need to be aware that this could well affect us even more than it does now. Then as Christians, St. Augustine said, God loves each of us as if there were only one of us. Jesus is right now grieving for what's happening there because his sisters and brothers there are under threat, even as though they were here in the States. There are 35 million Christians in Ukraine. 78% of the adult population in Ukraine are members of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. Those are our sisters and brothers. We'll spend eternity with them, with our Father in heaven. Mm. If we had literal family in Ukraine, how would we be praying? That's how we should be praying with our spiritual family and all that's happening in these days. Yeah, that's really well put, Jim. And as a lot of us watch this, I I know the the commentators kind of say it's going to get worse before it gets better, but it has been really inspiring to see the Ukrainian people rise up. And it's Mm -hmm. been led by, you know, their president, President Zelensky. Just what have you seen, uh, what it has done to you as you've seen these past week, uh, particularly with the Ukrainian president, but also the Ukrainian people just kind of rising up and fighting this battle on their own? It's astounding to see what's happening here. It actually is. You're actually seeing Ukrainians from all over Europe returning back to Ukraine to join the fight. Mm. We're seeing Ukrainians in America trying to get back to join the fight, risking their lives. Many will give their lives for this. A former Ukrainian beauty model and uh, beauty pageant winner has enlisted in the military. Mm. A former gold boxing champion has enlisted back in the military. There was an 80-year-old man who recently tried to enlist so he could defend his grandchildren. You're seeing Ukrainians standing up to Russian tanks. You're seeing a level of courage and of nobility here that absolutely should be inspiring the world. It's, It's clearly shocking the Russians. In fact, we're hearing now from Russian soldiers that are back riding back to their family saying, we were told they would welcome us as liberators. We were told they would want us to be here. And now they're dying in front of our tanks. And this is horrific. And so the Russian soldiers are even starting to see this and be moved by the courage of the Ukrainian people. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it absolutely it is. Um, it, it is a powerful thing to you know be watching from afar. Certainly, I know um, Jim. Some of the questions that I'm getting asked, you might be too, is really the question of nuclear weapons. And I know people are are obviously very afraid that that Putin may or may not possibly use them. Do you have any thoughts on that? It's on three levels. Yeah, I'm not at all concerned that Putin will launch on the United States because of mutually assured destruction, because of the kind of deterrence capacities we have at that point and the ability absolutely to destroy each other's countries. I don't see a world in which he would intend to do that or would have a geopolitical reason to do that. But you could see limited nuclear kind of uh, weaponry brought to bear in that context, in that regime. We've not seen this done so far in American history or in world history, but you could see that possibility. You could certainly see him using other deterrents like biological weapons and mm. chemical weapons. That's been warned. In fact, uh, uh, the UK's British uh, foreign secretary has been warning that he will likely do that. He He's used nuclear weapons in that sense to poison, nuclear poisoning against dissonance in the past. So we can certainly see him escalating on that level. But another thing just to be concerned about is as you as you heighten nuclear readiness, as you get into these kinds of shooting wars, accidents happen. Mistakes are made. 
things get misunderstood. Uh, Russian pilots uh, lose their way and wind up bombing something in NATO. You see things that happen that escalate quickly. And so there can be a fear of unintended consequence, I suppose, in this as well. So I don't see an actual launch on the United States, but certainly the deterrence that he intends to be in place here by threatening this is part of the current equation. Yeah, yeah. And Jim, this is so helpful. As we kind of start to wrap up here, I guess I'd like to take kind of back out a little bit, people who are listening right now, and all of this just grows in them a lot of fear. Like I'm just scared and I'm, I'm fearful. How do we as Christians, how, what's a word that you would share to somebody who just watches the news right now and feels just scared? Understandably so. We all, I think, should on some level feel that because one of the, I believe God redeems all that he allows. One of the ways I think God wants to redeem even what we're describing right now is to pull us out of self-sufficiency. I've often said self-sufficiency is spiritual suicide. I didn't have to read that in a book. I've experienced that personally. (laughs) And we Americans, we have oceans on east and west, forests to the north, deserts to the south. We're not used to being invaded by countries. And so we cannot understand perhaps what's happening here. If God could use this to cause American Christians to call on him on a deeper level of reliance, a deeper level of passion, a deeper level of dependence, then maybe we could be catalysts for the kind of spiritual awakening that we so desperately need in our country, in our culture, and around the world. And God can use this to birth a mighty prayer movement to his glory. That's such a good word. Dr. Jim Dennison is the co-founder of the Dennison Forum, also the author of the book, The Coming Tsunami. You can check out Jim's articles, and he's written many of them about what's going on in the Ukraine and Russia. You can check them out and his podcast at denisonforum.org. And you can also follow him on Twitter, connect with him at Jim Dennison. Jim, we are always grateful to have you on. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Uh, Brian and Aubrey, it's always my privilege. God bless. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.